Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. A simpler time. Dodgeball is a sport of violence, exclusion, and degradation. A more innocent time. Make sure you pick the bigger, stronger kids for your team. That way, you can all gang up on the weaker ones. You're out for a dodgeball! Today, there are those who are born to be champions. Here at Globo Gym, we're better than you. And we know it! (laughs) And then... There are these guys. Boom, 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 boom. Do you know why I'm here? Now, do you mean cosmically? You have 30 days to pay off your mortgage or you lose your gym. Who would want to buy this place anyway? Okay, we can't just let Global Gym take us over. If there was any way in the world we could raise $50,000, we could play dodgeball. Line up, ladies! The name's Patches O'Houlihan. And I'm your new coach. You gotta get angry! Yes, I'm not really an angry person. Are you angry now? 20th Century Fox invites you Welcome to this year's Las Vegas Dodgeball Open To experience the world of dodgeball There's a souvenir for a lucky fan With the ultimate underdogs The real team needs real uniforms I hope they fit Nice You guys suck! Thank you, nice, nice to be in Vegas You should quit now, I think I'll take my chances in the tournament Yeah, you will take your chances That's what I just said, that's what I'm saying to you Alright Touche Vince Vaughn You dig me? You do have brief moments where you're not completely When I'm not completely what? Pathetic Ben Stiller We should meet What? I said we should date I just threw up in my mouth a little bit Christine Taylor <laughs> You like the rough stuff, huh? Real Freaking naughty This summer I love you! I love you too! Joni loves Chachi! Grab life (laughs) By the balls Ready for the (laughs) Hurricane Ah! (laughs) Pepper needs new shorts Well at least that wasn't weird Dodgeball, a true underdog story You can dodge a wrench You can dodge a ball What? Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie Dodgeball, a true underdog story from 2004. The studio was 20th Century Fox, the release date was June 18, 2004. The running time, 93 minutes, and was rated PG-13. The budget, $20 million. Box office took in $114 million. That was domestic. Making it the 19th ranked movie of 2004, it took in an extra $54 million internationally. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 71% fresh from 165 reviews. Their consensus is proudly profane and splendidly silly. Dodgeball is a worthy spiritual successor to the goofball comedies of the 1980s. Roger Ebert at the time gave it 3 out of 4 stars. Here's his review. Dodgeball is a title that rewards close study. It does not say it is a true story. It says it is about a true underdog. That is true. None of the characters know anything about dodgeball. This may not be a handicap. My own experiences with dodgeball have led me to conclude that it is basically a game of luck. The only skill you need is to pick bigger kids for your side. But I learned that extreme dodgeball is actually a real sport with its own cable TV show. 
The Las Vegas tournament itself follows the time-honored formulas of all sports movies, but is considerably enhanced by the weird teams in the finals. Weirdest is Globo Jim, captained by Ben Stiller, and including four gigantic musclemen and a very hairy woman from an obscure former Soviet republic. The finals are telecast on ESPN 8, which catchphrase is, If it's almost a sport, we have it here. (laughs) I dare not say much more without giving away jokes. In a miraculous gift to the audience, 20th Century Fox does not reveal all of the best gags in its trailer. Therefore, let me just gently say that late in the movie, a famous man approaches Peter Lefort, his character played by Vince Vaughn. This happens at the airport and gets laughs almost as big as the Patches O'Houlihan training technique. That's the end of Eber's review. All right, Dodgeball is another one of those ridiculous movies that I love to have in my collection because I can put it on at any time and it will always make me laugh. I saw it in the theater when it was first released and I just roared the entire time. It really does harken back to the ridiculous comedies of the 80s. Okay, let's get into the main cast. Vince Vaughn plays Pete LaFleur. So Vaughn's career began in the late 1980s on small TV show roles. His real first big break in film came in 1996, co-starring with John Favreau in Swingers. From Swingers until Dodgeball, Vaughn's most notable films were The Lost World, which was the first Jurassic Park sequel, a remake of Psycho, where he played Norman Bates, Old School, and Startsky and Hutch. Ben Stiller plays White Goodman. Amazingly, this is the first Ben Stiller film I've covered. If you didn't know, Stiller's parents are the terrific comedy duo of Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira. Check out their old comedy bits if you've never heard of them. Now, most people know Jerry Stiller from Seinfeld. He played George's father, but he had a long and terrific career prior to Seinfeld. Now, Ben Stiller's career began in the late 1980s. He was in smaller roles in film and television, just like Vince Vaughn. He even landed his own TV show on MTV in 1992 called The Ben Stiller Show, but it didn't last long. His breakout film was actually in 1994 for Reality Bites. And then I remember him in a hilarious role, playing a camp counselor at a fat camp in the Disney movie Heavyweights. It's actually an underrated film. And actually, Stiller's role in Heavyweights, in many ways, is the precursor to White Goodman in Dodgeball. Stiller would also have cameo roles in Happy Gilmore, very funny, and of course The Cable Guy. But then he struck gold starring in There's Something About Mary in 1998. However, his next film, Mystery Men, bombed, but he then came back with a huge smash Meet the Parents with Robert De Niro a year later. Next was Zoolander, The Royal Tenenbaums, Duplex with Drew Barrymore, Along Came Polly with Jennifer Aniston, and then Starcy and Hutch with Owen Wilson and the aforementioned Vince Vaughn. Christine Taylor plays Kate Vidich. Taylor's career began in the late 80s on the Nickelodeon TV show Hey Dude, playing Melody Hansen. But her breakout film role was in 1995 from the Brady Bunch parody film where she played Marsha Brady. Other films Taylor appeared in include The Craft, The Wedding Singer, where she played Drew Barrymore's best friend, and Zoolander. Now, if you didn't know, Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor were married at the time of Dodgeball as they met in 1999 when they were filming a TV pilot that never aired. They had split up in 2017, but they still remain married, and they do have two children together. The director and screenwriter is Ross and Marshall Thurber. Now, I didn't even realize this until doing research for this film, that Thurber wrote and directed one of the funniest ad campaigns ever for Reebok, which was Terry Tate, office linebacker. If you've never seen these ads, do yourself a favor, 
pause this episode and go binge watch these great clips on YouTube. They're absolutely hilarious. My coworkers and I at the time would watch these constantly in our cubes. I'll play some clips now. When we asked Reebok to send us Terry Tate, some people thought we were crazy. But I'm a firm believer in paradigm breaking, outside the box thinking. Hey, buddy. Break was over 15 minutes ago, Mitch! And since Terry's been with us, our productivity has gone up 46%. We're getting more from our employees than ever before. You know you need a cover sheet on your TPS reports, Richard! That ain't new, baby! Hey, Terry. Hey, Janice. But what's really impressed me is how Terry's become part of the Felcher family. He fits right in here. That's a long distance call, Doug! To be honest, I wish Reebok sent us 10 Terry Tates. You wanna play games, Gene? Well, when it's game time, it's pay time, baby! Now, two years after Terry Tate, Thurber did dodgeball. All right, let's get into the making of the film. So none of the actors realized how sore they'd be when they first started practicing playing dodgeball. Not just getting hit, but the starting and stopping of quick bursts while playing does wonders to your muscles when you've never played before. The tricky part about physical comedy and physically painful comedy is there are areas that are funnier than others. If you get hit in the shoulder, it's not that funny. You get hit in the face or in the groin, well, you get immediate laughs. Unexpected pain equals laughs. Also, it's really tricky for someone to get hit in the face with a ball when they know it's coming and not having them flinch. It's almost instinct to flinch if you know something's coming at your head. So these takes had to be done right almost immediately. Now, Thurber said the film was inspired by some of his favorite films, including Revenge of the Nerds, the original Rocky, Bull Durham, Hoosiers, and the book Fast Food Nation, which you can see from the gym in the health storyline. Okay, let's get into the film. So it opens without the traditional credits, but it's an ad for the most popular gym in town named Globo Gym, which is owned by White Goodman, played by Ben Stiller. Tired of the same old you? Tired of being out of shape and out of luck with the opposite sex? Tired of being overweight and underattractive? Yeah! Oh, hello. I'm White Goodman. Owner, operator, and founder of Globo Gym America Corp. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be stuck with what you got. Hey, Rory, looking good. Here at Globo Gym, we understand that ugliness and fatness are genetic disorders, much like baldness or necrophilia. And it's only your fault if you don't hate yourself enough to do something about it. And that's where we come in. <laughs> Globo Gym employs a highly trained, quasi-cultural staff of personal alteration specialists. And with our competitively priced on-site cosmetic surgery, we can turn that Frankenstein you see in the mirror every morning into a Frankenstein. Of course, you'll still be you in a legal sense, but think of it as a thinner, more attractive, better you than you could ever become without us. How do I know? Well, I'm not only the founder of Globo Gym, I'm also a client. That's me six years and 600 pounds ago, before I knew how much I hated myself. Asleep while that advertisement is playing on the television is Pete LaFleur, played by Vince Vaughn. He's the owner of another gym called Average Joe's, which is not doing well financially and also happens to be across the street from Globo Gym. 
The members and workers of Average Joes are just like the name of the gym, regular people who are not obnoxious idiots like those that train at Globo Gym. Owen, played by Joel David Moore, he was in Grandma's Boy, check out his role as JP, he works at the front desk and he's your typical skinny nerd who is going to try online dating. He and Dwight, played by Chris Williams, both used to work at the airport before Average Joe's. There's also member Gordon, played by Stephen Root. Of course, you'll remember him as Milton in Office Space. He's a middle-aged nerd who subscribes to the magazine Obscure Sports Quarterly. The current month's issue is midget tossing. (laughs) There's Justin, played by Justin Long. His first film was actually Galaxy Quest. He's another skinny nerd who just wants to try out for his high school cheerleading squad, but just doesn't have the strength or the coordination. We then get a flashback of Justin's tryout from the previous year. What? Nothing. Just high school's changed a little bit since I was a kid. Plus, all anyone ever remembers what happened at last year's tryouts. The laughing stock of the school. I'm sure it's not that big of a deal. What happened at last year's tryouts? Justin Redmond, ready in super sight! Hey, Amber. Hi, Justin. Good luck. Uh, good luck to you, making like your judgments. And from the girls' line, we need girl number... Double zero, Martha Johnstone. Toss to hands, liberty, cradle out, okay? I'm not wearing any panties. Oh. Ready? One, two. Liberty, ready? Wow. That's the worst. Look, Justin, don't worry so much about this Amber situation. It'll all work itself out in the end. Thanks, Pete. You'll laugh at this one day. I'm laughing already. Unfortunately for Justin, his trial partner was pushing, oh, 300 plus pounds, which was done on purpose by the male judge who didn't like that Justin's crush, Amber, wished him good luck. Pete, while he might seem like a slacker running a failing gym, actually cares about his clients and his workers and tries to encourage them in his own dry wit sort of way. Like his client Steve, played by Alan Tudyk, who dresses and acts like a pirate. So Pete goes to his office only to find a woman from the bank where he has his loan, and she's waiting for him. Her name is Catherine, played by Christine Taylor, and she's a lawyer for the bank. She informs Pete that his building is in default and that he will lose his gym if he doesn't pay off his balance of his mortgage in 30 days, which comes out to $50,000. Pete's paperwork is a complete disaster. It's all unfiled and piled in a closet. As it turns out, Globo Gym wants to buy Average Joe's building in order to have an extended parking structure. White Goodman is a complete arrogant douche and wants to make sure that Pete and his gym are history. So that's the deal. 
We got 30 days to raise $50,000, or average shows is history. And I got 10 minutes, I'll open it up to some Q&A. Oh, you don't have to raise your hands, it's more of an open form, but yeah, okay, Owen, kick us off. Oh, uh, yes, Peter, and, and I'm just spitballing here, but why don't we pay it off in Canadian dollars and save ourselves some money? All right, just so you know, if that's a, a route that you're interested in traveling, it's 50,000 American, it would be 70,000, roughly, Canadian dollars. How are we going to come up with $120,000? Oh, no, no. You don't add them together. And technically, Peter, I'm sorry to say this, but it's uh, more like $73,313. Well, it doesn't matter. We can't come up with $50,000. We're screwed. It seems to me an insurmountable amount of money. No, it's not. Insurmountable? Come on. Come on. You can't just sit back like Global Gym take us over. Average shows is too important. Gordon, where do you go when your wife changes the locks? Average shows. Right. Dwight, Owen, what are you guys going to do if Joe's goes under? What, work at the airport again? Say, well, I ain't working no airport again. No, because you hated it. And Steve, Steve, what are you going to do whatever it is that you do? Gar. Joe's be the only place for Steve. Gar, you're right. Do you see? And I'll tell you, there's no way I can go back to working out on my high school. What does it say? Laugh at me there. Lock me in lockers. Make me clay. But not here. Not at Joe's. I need this place. You guys need this place. Come on. I got it. I know how we can raise the money. How? Car wash. Ha ha ha! What are the chances? Same day, right across the street? Come on, the girls beat us fair and square. Now, I, for one, am going to be a gentleman about it. Go over there and congratulate each and every one of them personally. Hi, Purple. Uh, guys, guys, uh, not to be a naysayer or anything, but the only customer we've had is that weird guy who keeps paying Justin to wash his truck. That's it, boy. Get in there nice and deep, lad. Yeah, that's not good. God, this sucks. <laughs> Strike one for average Joes. Pete's ready to give up, and then Gordon has an idea for the guys to compete in a dodgeball tournament in Las Vegas, which he discovered from his obscure sports quarterly ad. <laughs> and, of course, the winner of the tournament wins, you can say it with me, $50,000. Go balls deep, says the ad. We then cut to White, who was torturing himself by placing shockers on his nipples and tempting himself to eat a donut. You want it, don't you, fat boy? You want that donut? Go ahead and have a bite. Just a little bite. One little bite won't hurt you. Ben Stiller's always the best when he plays somebody insane. Anyway, Catherine visits White to discuss taking over Average Joe's. First, he inflates his bike shorts, which has an inflatable crotch, of course. Sir, Catherine Veach is here to see you. Give me 30 seconds and send her in. Yes, sir. Thank you. 
Oh, hello, Catherine. Good to see you. I didn't know you were dropping by. You asked me to come over. Did I? Are you reading the dictionary? Oh. You caught me. I like to break a mental sweat, too. Grab a chair. So, I trust everything's going swimmingly with our acquisition of average Joes. So far, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to do over there, so I should probably get back. That is a really interesting painting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's me taking the bull by the horns. That's how I handle my business. It's a metaphor. I get it. But that actually happened, though. Anyway, we're a pretty tight-knit tribe here, but there's always room for one more squaw. So please, whatever you do, don't think of me as your boss. <laughs> oh, I don't. You know, I just don't want to get into a formal thing here. I'm white, you know? I'm white. W-H-I-T. E. <laughs> well, thanks, Mr. Goodman, but I'm contracted by the bank. I mean, they just assigned me to your account, that's all. Right, well, you work for the bank. Bank works for me, so ipso facto, I'm your boss. Point is, I would love to see that pretty little bone structure of yours around here some more. I mean, there's no reason we need to be shackled by the strictures of the employee-employer relationship. Unless, of course, you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> in which case, I got some shackles in the back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, I've got them. I'm just doing my job, Mr. Goodman. In fact, I actually prefer it over there. Really? You like it with those freaks over there in Loser Town, huh? Freaks? They're not freaks. They're people, just like you and me. <laughs> people. <laughs> people just like you and me. Oh, man. That is what I love about you, Kate. You've got a personality. Ah, oh, that is rich. A real sauciness that I find extremely attractive. We should mate. What? Date. I said we should date sometime, you know, socially. Go out and kick it. Are you okay? Mm. I'm fine. I just uh, threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, you know, in some cultures, they only eat vomit. I've never been there, but I read about it in a book. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Goodman. I don't date clients. I get it. Don't crap where you eat. I understand. Michelle! Please escort Miss Veach out. Oh, and Catherine. Make sure my acquisition of that gym goes smoothly. They're up to something over there. I can smell it. In the meantime, Justin gets an old instructional film about how to play dodgeball, hosted by the great Patches O'Houlihan, which is played by Hank Azaria. Hey there, Timmy! Oh. Holy mackerel, mister! You scared the jeepers out of me! How would you like to take a break from that fine lead-based paint and learn about dodgeball? Boy, would I! Whoa, whoa! Hang on a second there, sport! That's right, Timmy. If you catch a ball that's thrown at you before it hits the ground, then the player who threw that ball is out, not you. Plus, another player from your team gets to come back into the game. It's a two-player swing. Gee, thanks, Patches. I can't wait to start my own team at school. Add up, boy, Tiger. But remember, dodgeball is a sport of violence, exclusion, and degradation. So. When 
you're picking players in gym class, remember to pick the bigger, stronger kids for your team. That way, you can all gang up on the weaker ones, like Winston here. Nice one, son. You'll be an all-star yet. Just remember the five Ds of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Till next time, this is Patches O'Houlihan saying take care of your balls, and they'll take care of you. Dodging is so important, it must be done twice. Unbeknownst to the guys, White has been spying on them using the cardboard cutout he placed inside of Average Joe's. So now he's aware of their plan of entering the dodgeball tournament. In order to enter the tournament, Average Joe's needs to win a regional qualifying match. We then meet Gordon's family. Gordon's wife is an Asian male order bride and constantly puts the L sign in front of her face, which Gordon thinks means love instead of loser. <laughs> Anyway, the guys are matched up against the Girl Scouts, who actually have far more talent than them. Christ. We're playing Boy Scouts. Not quite. Bollocks. Troop 417, ready. Average Joe's ready. Sorry, you okay? Winner! 2417! You're adopted, your parents don't even love you. And now, without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to award the first. Uh, I'm sorry, we we have a bit of a problem here. Unfortunately for Troop 417, during the ADAA required random drug screening, one of your players' urine tested positive for three separate types of anabolic steroids and a low-grade beaver tranquilizer. I'm afraid, by rule, your team must be disqualified. God damn you, Bernice! <laughs> By the power vested in me, I declare the winner of this year's Dodgeball Regional Qualifying Tournament and Grammar Jamboree to be... Average Joe's Gym. <laughs> Just like the Russian Olympians, but I digress. By the way, Mr. Ralph, who made the announcement, is played by the great character actor Curtis Armstrong. You'll remember him as Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. Ben Stiller said the reaction at the premiere when Pete pegs the Girl Scout with the ball was huge, as the audience was shocked at this level of violence against children. <laughs>
Now, the director said that, had I known it was going to be that big, I would have had you guys hit the Girl Scouts a lot more. (laughs) Next, the guys and Kate, as she goes by now, celebrate at a bar and grill named The Dirty Sanchez, which literally made me laugh out loud at the theater when I first saw this in the film. I was only one of a handful of audience members that got and appreciated the joke. If you don't know what The Dirty Sanchez means, go to Urban Dictionary if you want the definition. All I'm saying to you, Kate, is that you can admit the real reason why you showed up today. It's okay. Like I said, I was in the neighborhood, and I just thought you guys could probably use a cheering section. Kate, if you want to join the team, all you have to do is ask. Thank you, Pierre. I don't. It is obvious that you dig me. You're hooked on the floor. Oh, God. I've been through this many times. I'm sorry. You can't stay away from me. I'm so stupid. All right, no, I'll admit that in spite of yourself, you have brief moments where you're not completely... What? Well, I'm not completely what? Pathetic. Oh, hey, White. I didn't think that Nazi camp got out until 8. Did you decide to skip arts and crafts? Yes, I did. Oh, hello, Kate. I wasn't aware I was paying you to socialize. You're not. I'm off the clock. Well, isn't that convenient for you? And the clock. I just thought I'd drop by and congratulate you on your victory by disqualification today and introduce you to the team that will be winning the Las Vegas International Dodgeball Open. My team. Allow me the pleasure of introducing you to Blade. Laser. Blazer. I believe you've met my fitness consigliere, Michelle. Oh, and I almost forgot. Our last player. Meet Fran Stalinaskovich Delvedevinsky. In her home country of Romanovia, dodgeball is the national sport. And her nuclear power plants team won the championship five years running. Which makes her... The deadliest woman on earth with a dodgeball. Ball me, Blazer. Show them, friend. And that's just a change-up. End of demo. We are the Globo Gym Purple Cobras. And we will, we will rock you. Wait, wait, wait a minute. How can you be entered in the Las Vegas Open? You didn't even win a regional qualifying match. Oh, my God. We never even won a regional qualifying match. Oh, yeah, now I remember. The dodgeball chancellor's an extremely personal friend of mine. And I helped him shed some unwanted poundage before beach season. So you can close your little rule book on that one, Poindexter. Look, White, we didn't come here to rumble, all right? We came here to celebrate as a team. So if you don't mind, there's plenty of bar here for you and the uh, Globinots. <laughs> team? <laughs> what team? Your best player thinks he's a pirate. Oh, hey! That's it! Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, first of all, he is way more of a pirate than you will ever be. And secondly, we don't know who our best player is yet. We've only had one game. It could be any one of us at this point. That's great. Go ahead, make your jokes, mister. Jokey. 
joke maker, but let me hit you with some knowledge. You should quit now and save yourself the embarrassment of losing with these losers in Las Vegas, Lafleur. Alliteration aside, I think I'll take my chances in the tournament. Yeah, you will take your chances. I know. I just said that. I know you just said that. Okay, I I'm not sure where you're going with this. Well, I'm not sure where you're going with this. That's what I just said. Well, that's what I'm saying to you. All right. Touche. Me and my squad are gonna split, but we'll see you at the tournament. Oh, and Lafleur, best bring your bib, cause it's gonna get messy. Are you all right? You okay? Let's bounce. Cobras. Okay, guys, let's just get ourselves cleaned up and head on home, all right? Hey, you! That was the worst damn display of dodgeball I've seen in 40 years! You want to have dodgeball victory, you gotta grab it by its haunches and you gotta pump it into submission. That's the only way. Okay. Crazy guy. I'm, I'm gonna go home now. I'm crazy and I ain't a guy. The name's Patches O'Houlihan. I'm your new coach. Hell yeah! Grizzled veteran Patches O'Houlihan, now played by Rip Torn, is on board to guide Average Joes to victory. The next day, the guys are treated to Patches' unique training techniques. I love the smell of queef in the morning. I mean, you know, normal for us. Line up, ladies! What do you mean, line up? Now! What? If you're gonna learn to be true dodgeballers, then you've got to learn the five Ds of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. If you master the five Ds, no amount of balls on earth can hit you. Quibbank, go ahead. Me or... Yeah. Um, shouldn't we, like, learn by dodging balls that are thrown at us, or...? That's what this sack of wrenches is for. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Oh. 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 <laughs> Any other questions? Yeah, uh, Patches, oh. are you sure that this is completely necessary? Uh. Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Okay. And if you're going to lead this squad to the floor, you've got to learn to do the dance in the dark. Yeah, put that on. All right, ladies, buckle up. It's Showtime! There you go! Do not stop! 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 Stop!
Catch a ball, one of their guys goes out. One of our guys comes back in. That's the way you hurt them. That's the way you win. Good luck to you, Gordon. I want you to remember now that it's 90% metal. If you can dodge traffic, you can dodge a ball. Holy hell, son, you're about as useful as a cock-flavored lollipop. Quick feet! Fast hands! Hedges and throw! Pick up the pace! All right, what a bunch of females all! Jesus! Give me that! You couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat. Where's your killer instinct, son? You gotta get angry. You gotta get mean. That's the only way you can play. Well, I guess I'm not really an angry person. <laughs> Are you angry now? Ooh, breathe it out. Come on, let's get okay. going here. I'm okay. <laughs> so many amazing lines. Because it's sterile and I like the taste. <laughs> Rip Torn is priceless and the training scenes are probably the funniest in the film and nobody could have played it better than him. So Justin Wong's eyebrow was actually cut open by the wrench thrown at him. All the wrenches were that were thrown were made of rubber, but the first was harder than all the others. So after Gordon getting hit in the nuts, we discover that Kate can be the team's secret weapon because she played eight years of softball and her underarm throw is better than any of the guys on the team. Unfortunately, Kate declines the offer to join the team because she feels it will be a conflict of interest, even though she despises White and Globo Jim. Through his spies, White discovers that Average Joe's is getting better, and he decides he needs to woo Kate to his side. So he decides to visit her house that night. What? What are you, what are you doing here? How do you uh, know where I live? It's called the Freedom of Information Act, Kate. The hippies finally got something right. <laughs> Just kidding. But not really. Hey, I got some great news. Sit down. What is it? You're fired. I'm what? You're fired. I called up the bank and told them that you were stealing and drinking on the job. And they bought it. Can you believe it? They signed some other Johnny Pencil Pusher to my account. Uh, why would you do that? I'm here to begin my courtship with you, Kate. You fired me so I'd date you? Yeah. Uh-huh. You are a crazy little man. Come on, Kate. I know you've been hiding some feelings for me. Oh, yeah. Nausea. And if you don't get off my porch in two seconds, you're going to know exactly how that feels. Woohoo! You like the freaky stuff, huh? That's cool. Well, I can be naughty, too. Real freaky naughty. You a naughty freak? You need some help leaving, White? This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. 
Not nearly as much as your hair does, that's for sure. But uh, I believe she asked you to leave. I get it. You caught the scent of a lesser stag in your nostrils. Pity. I'll let you have your little moment, Lafleur. Because after this tournament, your gym, your life, and your gal are going to be mine. All mine. To be continued. Oh! Oh! You don't get to touch me. Ever. Okay, Romeo. Let me help you up. Get off of me! Oh. Don't you touch me! It is over between us, Kate. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody! Well, at least that wasn't weird. <laughs> White flipping off Kate and Pete as he rides away on a Vespa driven by Michelle. <laughs> it's hilarious. After White's plan backfires, Kate decides to join the team. So it's off to Las Vegas, and we're introduced to two of the best play-by-play announcers ever. Cotton McKnight, played by Gary Cole, and Pepper Brooks, played by Jason Bateman. Of course, Gary Cole, there's another Office Space connection because he played Lumberg in Office Space. Yeah. Las Vegas, a city built upon sand, broken dreams, and $5 lobster. A city where you can get a happy ending, but only if you pay a little extra. A city home to a sporting event greater than the World Cup, World Series, and World War II combined. Live from Las Vegas, it's the Las Vegas International Dodgeball Open here on ESPN 8, The Ocho. Bringing you the finest in seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this year's annual Las Vegas International Dodgeball Open, brought to you exclusively here on ESPN 8, The Ocho. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas University Learning Annex. My name is Cotton McKnight, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Pepper Brooks. Pepper. Yeah, Cotton. Hey. Everybody, 32 teams in play. That means four wins is going to get you in the final match with that fifth win getting you the 50K that everyone's chasing. Cotton. Well, there's an electricity in the air, folks. A palpable hue of anticipation. Immortality, five simple victories away. They've come from all over the globe. Catman do to Timbuktu and all points in between to compete in the one true human test. Dodgeball. A reminder, all players must be vaccinated for cholera, syphilis, and shingles before play begins. Again, dyslexic players will not be allowed on the court. The Blitzkrieg to the tournament floor for a first round match. Only balls will be used. Personal balls of any kind are strictly... <laughs> the Ocho, Cole and Bateman, just again... Terrific side characters. But since it was a visual joke, the names of some of the teams are absolutely hilarious. You had the MILFs, the Moose Knuckles, Clown Punchers, Mulchers, She Mullets, Wedgies, Lumberjacks, Yetis, and the Pouncers. Let me tell you, Urban Dictionary is your friend, my loyal listeners, for a few of these team names. Go check them out. So the network ESPN at times does have a great sense of humor and actually paid homage to dodgeball in August of 2017 by playing a marathon of sports that were not well known, including dodgeball, darts, disc golf, kabaddi, which is the 
an ancient East Indian sport, and roller derby. Owen decided to surprise the team with new uniforms, but the box was mixed up with another team, who happened to be into S&M. <laughs> so Average Joe's first match is done in leather and chains. <laughs> Their first opponent is a German team run by David Hasselhoff. Who else? And here comes the relatively unknown challengers, a regional qualifying team, Average Joe's Gymnasium. Oh, my sweet Jesus. That's rad. Hey, asshole! You guys suck! Thank you. Nice, nice to be in Vegas. Uh, hi. We're all here, and um, we are ready to play. Okay. okay. And we'll get our first glimpse of the average Joe squad sporting some unwieldy uniforms. I feel like I'm watching a share video, Cotton. Average Joe's ready! Yar! Blitzkrieg ready! Dodgeball! And it's underway! Average Joe's versus the heavily favored German team. Of course, S&M gear first made popular by the lyric poet Sappho from the island of Lesbos. Clean it! You're up! Leather and latex belong in the bedroom, not on the dodgeball court, Cotton. Where's the training? Dodge, duck, dip, dodge, dodge! Captain Peter LaFleur gets eliminated, and Coach Olulahan is not happy. I'll tell you what, this average Joe's team doesn't look up to snuff. Midline infraction! You stepped over the line, you're up! Whoa, Dan, the average Joe's catches a break there. But the Germans still dominating this Maginot line-like defense. Oh, good toss by the submissive out there. Just two players left for Joe. Oh, check that. Make it one. Looks like average Joe's might be hitting home early. It's all up to the only player without a Y chromosome, Gate Beach. Ah. What a throw. Hold your phone. She's got a cannon. You're the only man out there. Give it to him, baby. The Germans have a 2-1 advantage. Oh, great catch. And Peter LaFleur is back in the game. How about that? It's a two-on-one switcheroo. And now Joe's has the upper hand. Great deflection. Break it to him! He's ballless now. He doesn't have any balls, guys. Winner! Average Joe! Oh, my sweet dick! It's magic! Yay! All right! Oh, my. The Germans losing in the first round, and Average Joe's wins in a shocking upset. I feel shocked. Yeah! You must be daddy. So Hasselhoff appearing as the coach of the German team wasn't a plan until a few days before they were to shoot that particular scene. And the stunt coordinator, Alex Daniels, knew the Hoff personally and asked Thurber if he wanted to use him for the role. Thurber jumped at the chance. So Average Joe's gets a regular uniforms back and moves on to the next round. Walking to the hotel, Justin runs into his high school crush, Amber. She's competing in a cheerleading tournament at the same time as the dodgeball tourney. For the next match against the Lumberjacks, Patches gives the team some words of wisdom. <laughs> to live by. 
gotten lucky in the first round. We caught those dirty crowd snapping, but that ain't gonna happen again. So blow out the horse hockey, and remember what I taught you. Blockers in the center, funneling, aim low, and will someone catch a goddamn ball? It's like watching a bunch of retards trying to fuck a doorknob out there. Get it together! Let's play some dodgeball! Hands in. One, two, three, jumps! Every show's ready. Yes. Lumberjacks ready. <laughs> dodgeball! They're working out for them facing these lumberjacks in the second round. These woodsmen probably haven't even smelled a woman in eight months. Ooh. They must oh. masturbate a lot, Cotton. some clear-cutting of their own and moves on to the quarterfinals. Lobo Jim hoping to drop an A-bomb here on the kamikazes. I don't know how they can play in diapers, Cotton. I never could. Peekaboo! Oh, White Pitman employing his patented peekaboo-style attack tells Suzuki Toyota Oceanawa, this is my dojo. Oh, is he gonna feel that tomorrow or what, Cotton? Right in his beak. A relentless Lobo Jim attack led by their Lilliputian leader, White Goodman. It's gotta be the hair, Cotton. It's beautiful, feathered, and lethal. You just don't see it nowadays. Oh, and Globo Jim says Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto, and freezes into the semifinals. Skills that kill ready? Every show is ready. Oh, yeah. Average Joe's planning to play a hate skills that kills the inner city chat for five years straight. Skills might be looking past Average Joe's doing a little more dancing than dodgeballing out there. They better chickity check themselves before they wreck themselves, Cotton. Right you are, partner. Great catch. The floor wheels and fire. Got him. Winner! Average Joe's! And Average Joe's, not blinded by the bling bling, advances to the semifinals. Lobo Jim's making mincemeat of the Las Vegas Police Department. That's gotta hurt. Yeah! Bullseye! Winner! Lobo Jim! Sportsmanship be darned. Lobo Jim hands the Las Vegas Police Department a 187, and they're going to the finals. <laughs> Again, the play-by-play is tremendous. Okay, it's now the semifinals for Average Joes against the Flying Cougars. If they win, they'll play Globo Jim for the championship. Gypsy State Flying Cougars are all over Average Joe's today. It just doesn't look good for them. The winner of this match goes on to face Globo Jim in the finals, and right now is oh, right in the testicles. Ouch, town population, you, bro. Average Joe's down to their final two players. Come on. Be in the floor. Can't hold on. He's got to sit down. Time out. Ready. Get up. Get out. Time. Time is up! It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story, turning Average Joe's into the proverbial pumpkin. I sure do like pumpkins, Cotton. You ain't gonna be able to hit them. They're too good and you suck something off. Yes, sir, I sure do. The only shot is for you to get angry. Roger that. Okay. All right, hands in. One, two, three, Joe's! You gotta get angry. Get angry now! Gordon Pibb alone facing five Cougars. It's all over but the crying. Sayonara, Avita Zane, and goodbye.
again. Good deflection there. Hang on, and another one. Three falls at once. Who knew? Now it's four on one. Pip is not going down without a fight. That's it. You're kidding me. He's calling him out. Now it's two on one. Who would have thought? Go, you crazy son of a bitch. He's on the warpath. Believe it. It's just not believable, Cotton. <laughs> Winner! Average Joe's wins! They are going to the finals to play Globo Gym for $50,000. That'll buy you one heck of a blumpkin. <laughs> right you are, Pep. To be honest, folks, I never would have dreamed it possible. But with seven-time ADAA All-Star Patches O'Hulahan at the helm, I guess it must be the luck of the Irish. <laughs> That'll buy you one hell of a blumpkin. <laughs> Urban Dictionary, folks. There are so many quick, dirty slang phrases, you'll just need to watch over and over to catch them. By the way, if you missed it, the reason Gordon finally got angry was that his wife was overtly flirting with a guy in the stands, and he just finally lost it. So the team is feeling great about their chances. And then this happens. Tomorrow, we're going to pecker slap those Globo Gym bastards. Yeah! You really think we can beat Globo Gym peace? As long as we got patches, we got a shot. <laughs> well, patches is crushed by a falling sign in the casino that says the luck of the Irish. Now the team is lost without their leader. To make matters worse, White decides to visit Pete in his hotel room and make him an offer of $100,000 to buy out his mortgage. All right, there's about 30 minutes left, plenty of hilarity and action left, and I don't want to spoil the ending for those that haven't seen the film. So what will Pete do? Will Justin and Owen find love? It's all answered, and you'll enjoy the ride, of course. Again, this was a great era of comedy in the early 2000s, and Dodgeball was one of the great ones from the era. So ignore the terrible new comedies of today and keep watching the good stuff from the past. Maybe someday, though it's looking highly unlikely, Hollywood can find a sense of humor again without being so self-conscious. Also, stay tuned for the after credits where you've seen Ben Stiller in all his glory. Plus, there's cameos from William Shatner, Chuck Norris, of course, Lance Armstrong, and here come the Globo Gym Purple Cobras, led by White Goodman, all business. We haven't seen Average Joe's, yet they still haven't made it to the court. It could be a psychological ploy, or perhaps something worse. They're definitely not on the court, Cotton. Their absence is noticeable. And we'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. Pick it a bottle of water. Aren't you Peter Lafleur? Lance Armstrong? Yeah, that's me. No, but I'm a big fan of yours. Really? Yeah, I've been watching the dodgeball tournament on the Ocho. ESPN 8. I just can't get enough of it. But good luck in the tournament. I'm really pulling for you against those jerks from Globo Gym. I think you better hurry up or you're going to be late. Uh, actually, I decided to quit. Lance. Quit? You know, once I was thinking about quitting when I was diagnosed with brain, lung, and testicular cancer all at the same time. But with the love and support of my friends and family, I got back on the bike, and I won the Tour de France five times in a row. But I'm sure you have a good reason to quit. So what are you dying from that's keeping you from the finals? Right now feels a little bit like 
shame. Well, I guess if a person never quit when the going got tough, they wouldn't have anything to regret for the rest of their life. But good luck to you, Peter. I'm sure this decision won't haunt you forever. That's right, Pete. Just take some human growth hormones and you'll be good to go. Yep, old Lance Inspiration's speech doesn't hold up quite as well anymore, but at the time, he was kind of an American hero. Alright, there were some deleted scenes. First is the Cardio Cowboy. Cardio Cowboy class. The latest advancement in aerobic workout. It's newer than hell. Hey, Rousey! Hold it, hold it, hold it, and strike it, strike it. That's extremely heterosexual. It's not gay at all. Mr. Goodman's just finished up his workout. If you follow me, please. Next, Gordon asks for a divorce, and we get White's metaphor speech. This is after taking out of the opposing team all by himself. Gordon's wife then comes on to court and says she's always believed in him. Gordon says that he wants a divorce and screams again in victory while his two kids jump up and down in delight. Bye-bye, mail-order bride. And then White, who's watching Average Joe's and continuing to win, gives a typical nonsensical speech about how he can't lose, but the media is rooting for the lesser team. <laughs> there are a few other deleted scenes, which could give away plot points, so I won't uh, include their description, but there's Fran and Owen together, a three-way kiss, and an alternate ending with pizza bagels that are burning by white. <laughs> All right, some fun facts. So 20th Century Fox and the director, Ross and Marshall Thurber, were sued for copyright infringement over the screenplay. The two screenwriters sued, claiming they submitted a similar plot a month prior. Suit was eventually settled out of court, and it was determined that the plot points were basic formulas that were not unique to this particular film. Many studios, including DreamWorks Pictures and MGM, passed on this movie. 20th Century Fox finally agreed when Ben Stiller reduced his salary to well under a million. Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor had an 18-month-old baby at home while shooting this movie, and Taylor was so exhausted from taking care of the baby that she often dozed off in between takes. The original title of this movie was simply Underdog. Norm MacDonald can be seen in some of the Globo Gym scenes. One is in the Globo Gym commercial, where he's in the background working out. At one point, he is talking to some girl who is working out, and this looks like he is hitting on her. Bridget Nielsen was briefly considered for the role of Fran. Now, there are all sorts of Easter eggs on the DVD, and there are sites dedicated directly to finding them. You can get all the extra deleted scenes in the real commentary track, not the joke version, which is what you get in the standard special features. Now, Fran, and I'll try to pronounce her last name, yeah, it's an eye chart. It was originally written to be a robot, but was eventually revised when it was deemed too ridiculous even for this film. Ben Stiller based his hairstyle for White on Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. According to the director, it's a super quaffed power mullet. We don't care what it is. It was born out of Roadhouse, so it's gold in our book. The golden red uniform colors of Average Joe's was a direct homage to the colors of the Hickory team in Hoosiers. All right, we got special guests galore. We get Stephen Michael from the Grown Up Rock podcast. He's always great. And then, of course, the dynamic duo of Metal Mike Tyler and Bill Roseberry from the Metal Mike Show, which you can hear every Friday night starting at 8 p.m. on thatmetalstation.com. They're terrific as well. Let's get their take on, dare I say, this comedy classic. And I'll be back next week to talk about yet another random movie from my DVD collection.
Okay, we're back with Stephen Michael from the great Growing Up Rock podcast. And and all I have to say to Stephen is, if you could dodge a question from me, you can dodge a podcast, Mr. Michael. That's right. You asked me earlier, is it necessary that I come on your podcast? <laughs> no, it's not. But I'm here, you like and the- I like it. <laughs> you like the way it sounds, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, patches of Hulahan. So we'll just say... Uh, I won't talk about the movie yet, but when you were a kid, did you actually play dodgeball? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, my biggest traumatic issue with dodgeball <laughs> is uh, whether or not you were picked last on the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That whole uh, picked last, picked first. To be honest, I was never picked last. I certainly wasn't picked first. I was kind of that. I was kind of that mediocre kid in dodgeball so uh, uh meh not that bad okay <laughs> well today like it's like they they don't use probably the same type of really hard red rubber ball like we were used to i mean it really hurt to get hit i, I they probably use nerf balls now oh uh, that was the only ball i i remember I, yeah. I i wouldn't know how to play with anything other than that red uh rubber ball yeah exactly exactly so uh, then we also played a form of it. I don't know why they called it this, but it's kind of funny looking back at camp. We would have they called it German dodgeball, and it was a form where let's say you got hit, you wouldn't actually you wouldn't be out. You went to what they called jail, which was on the other side of your opponent's side. And then if you threw the ball, uh, your teammates threw the ball to you, and you caught it, and then you grabbed it and hit the guy on the other team, then you'd be out of jail. Uh, I don't know why they call it German dodgeball, but I, that was a fun version of it. I don't know. To be honest, I'm German, and that's a little offensive. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I, I here's the other thing is I don't remember any specific rules about dodgeball in school at all. I just right. remember I remember the idea was everybody formed a circle, so you basically had this circle of people at PE, and when you got hit with the ball, you're out, and that was it. I don't right. remember. Any of that catching it or I, I don't remember any of that stuff. So I just looked it up. There is a Wikipedia article. I looked up German dodgeball. They call it prison ball. It is also known as prison dodgeball, nation ball, battle ball, uh, trench, jail ball, jail dodgeball, jail break, Greek dodgeball, <laughs> German dodgeball, uh, crossfire, war ball, Swedish dodgeball, dungeon dodge, King's court. So it's, I didn't make it up. Look, I, all I remember is that when you play prison dodgeball, whoever <laughs> catches the ball gets shanked. That's all right. I remember. <laughs> okay, so just along these lines, if you could remember, what was your favorite non-traditional like sport that you played in school? So obviously dodgeball is kind of a, you know, it wasn't baseball or basketball or football. So what were some of the other games you can remember playing in uh school that were were kind of fun they were different. i mean honestly with that very same rubber ball i always enjoyed kickball yeah uh that's the biggest thing that i remember is kickball i mean i don't remember any other non-traditional sports kickball dodgeball uh and then the normal stuff like basketball and and softball and stuff like that so did, i don't did you ever play i think it was like we called it handball it was basically you're just bouncing it off it was almost like a racquetball in a way but you're you were using the same that same rubber ball for everything no because we didn't have uh we didn't have that kind of there were no facilities like that Mm. at our at our school so you couldn't really play that kind of thing at our school 
Got it. Got it. So was it was uh, speaking of the movie. So was this a theater movie for you? Because I know when I saw the trailer for this, I, I immediately ran out and saw it. You know, I was trying to think uh, whether this was a theater movie or not. And honestly, I can't remember that it was a theater movie for me. Uh, so I don't know the answer to that. What year did this come out? It was 2004. I think it just comes down to whether or not this was a, a slow weekend or something for stuff to do. And in which case I would have, cause I don't, I don't always, especially in that time period, didn't rush out to see movies, you know, mm-hmm. in many ways, Vince Vaughn, his character is really the straight man here. Pretty much all the rest of the cast gets all the laughs. So what are your, your some of your favorite side characters in this film? Let me think here. Side characters. Well, I mean, look, uh, Steve, the pirate, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta love Steve, the pirate. I also like the, uh, goofy idiot that was married to the, uh, the Asian woman and she always oh. ignored him. I don't <laughs> Dwight, know what it's... Not Dwight. Um, he was in, um, office space. He's the red stapler guy. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's hilarious. I'm trying to think of, uh, the name, but his consulier, Michelle, Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, Ben Stiller, I love Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller in this kind of movie always makes me laugh, right? He's an idiot. Oh, he's, he's so over the top. It's so great. Um, he's a lot like Mike Myers in the, in the sense that he's, he's almost uh, dressing up as somebody else in some of these roles, you know? Correct. And then you, you got to love Patches of Hulan, right? He's the best. Like that when I first, when he first comes on screen, he comes right shoot, shooting straight out of a cannon and every single line that he says he sells, it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just tons of, tons of guy tons of character, uh, actors like that, uh, make this, uh, movie kind of flow and just are hilarious. There's a thousand one liners in this movie. And a lot of times when I see, uh, this movie, I'll rewatch it. Uh, you know, I'll find something that maybe I missed, uh, might just be like our super small part or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, if you can remember, what are some of your favorite Ben Stiller lines? Uh, if you can remember, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, you just made me bleed my own blood. <laughs> yes. That's funny. I know you, well, he gets confused and says, I know you think, you know what I think I know or something like that. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. You know, and him and his white freaking cowboy outfit, when he goes to uh, try to score with what's her name with, I, I always call her Marsha Brady because well, she's she, Marsha Brady. Yeah. Christine Taylor. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, uh, there's so many one-liners in that, his whole, that whole scene with the slice of pizza. Oh, yeah. He's shocking himself. Yeah. That, that's hilarious. Uh, just, yeah. So many things. The, one of my favorite scenes, uh, of the movie as a whole is the, the bar scene where they come rolling mm. in. That's hilarious. There's so many good things with that. Well, and, then my my one of my favorite things is uh, again towards the office space characters. So you have Gary Cole and Jason Bateman playing the ESPN the Ocho announcers. There are some great one liners for them. Jason Bateman is fantastic. As uh, God, what was his name in the movie? Uh, <laughs> I, I, let me look. At Pepper. 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 It yeah. was yeah. It was hilarious. That's right. They uh, the commentators. Uh, the commentators in that, 
uh, are sort of similar to the two commentators that were in that movie with Will Ferrell, Semi Pro. Yes. Where they're just they're great. Like uh, the 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 fact that they're there and the one lines that they whip out are hilarious. And it's the same with uh, with Semi Pro and the two old guys that were commentating on that uh, movie as well. So I don't know if you noticed, I, I paused it. It goes real quick. Did you ever check out what the name of the the teams are that aren't Globo Gym and Average Joe's? Did you ever take a look at that? I do. I don't remember some of them offhand, but yeah, if you, if you called them out, I, I definitely uh, do remember watching that the last time I watched this movie, which wasn't that long ago. It was like maybe a few weeks ago. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to read them to you and you can tell me your favorite. Okay, so we have the MILFs. Uh, the Moose Knuckles, the Clown Punchers, the, mul- <laughs> the Mulchers, the She Mullets, the Wedgies, the Lumberjacks, the Yetis, and the Pouncers. <laughs> the Moose Knuckles was <laughs> one that stuck out. I died laughing when I saw that. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, and what's the, the logo? Whatever the logo is for the Moose Knuckles is even funny. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't I can't remember right off the top of my head, but I remember laughing about that as a whole. I love that because, you know, the writers did because you could unless you pause it, if you're in the theater, you're going to miss these real quick because it goes so quick. But the one I could remember that I just cracked up with in the theater and it's brief. Do you remember what the name of the bar is when they got into the bar fight kind of early on in the film? Um, you're talking about where uh, the Cobra people the one i was just talking about right yeah that bar, yeah bar scene. do you remember what that the bar was called uh no <laughs> it was the dirty sanchez <laughs> that's right yeah that's right because I, I always give my wife crap about that because she's like, <laughs> i don't know what that is but that's not said and you don't want to know yeah because never, once yeah. wasn't there something uh within that also called like the donkey punch or something like that Oh, yeah, yeah. All these, like, I, I implore everyone, if you do want to know, go to Urban Dictionary and just type these in and you'll you'll get a nice, like, definition of exactly what these mean. But I remember just bursting out laughing. I was one of, like, five people. There were a lot of people in the theater, but not everyone got the whole Dirty Sanchez one. But the, the ones that did get it just roared in the theater. Do it incognito mode, though, because you do not want to get caught looking for some of that stuff and do it while it's in private. too. Right. Don't do Don't don't click on the image tab at all. Just just look for the definition. Yeah, here's here's what you can look up. I'll give you a series of things for the uh, Urban Dictionary. Donkey Punch, Fish Hook, Dirty Sanchez and uh, Boston Steamer. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's a there's a version. There's the Cleveland steamer. That's the one I'm aware of. The Kansas City hot plate. Um, it's all the same. All the same. But the, my favorite is the angry pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with that one, folks. So, uh, so and, your show, yeah. and your show just became rated X. Yeah, screeching. All, no, but what's, what's great about all the, none of these terms on their own are filthy. It's just, you know, <laughs> Just until you actually look it up that you realize that how disgusting they really are. It's only filthy and disgusting to people like me and Brian, who unfortunately are steeped in rock and roll. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when this came out, I was still in my early 20s and I still haven't grown up since then. I still find these things hilarious. So from your latest viewing, was there anything new you picked up? Was there was it just as funny? Like, what did you or was it just an enjoyable ride for you even still? 
It's an enjoyable ride, and there is stuff I picked up, but uh, unfortunately, as I get older, my short-term memory goes like within the first two hours. So I watched <laughs> it and said, oh, I missed that the first time around, and then I forgot about it by the time it was over, so I don't remember. I, I think the the thing that sticks out for me, are there are a couple of actors in this that um, went on to become even bigger. I would say like Justin Long uh, yeah. get, got more popular, and, and Joel David Moore as well. Uh, which one was he? He was Owen. He was the super skinny. Um, he was kind of the assistant, I think. Um, he, he was. Oh like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. On average, Joe's. Yes. Yeah. What What else was he in? What? Because I don't know that I remember him in something big. Uh, do you remember Grandma's? It wasn't big, but it was it, kind of another stupid comedy. Did you ever see Grandma's Boy? Oh, I love it. Yeah. So he's the one that um, he's trying to create the video game. He's the one that kind of dresses up like the Matrix. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, he's still I, in a lot of movies. I like Justin Long. Justin Long was in I, – I can't remember what we were watching the other uh, – we were watching something the other night, and Justin Long was was in it, and he was playing like this uh, – he was playing like this gay actor and him and his boyfriend. God, what was that that we watched the other night? I can't – I can't remember. It was something about they went to – Whatever movie it was, they went to like a um, a uh, class reunion, mm-hmm. and he was there, and he was like this—he was like this gay actor and his boyfriend, and they were doing all kinds of like these hilarious like uh, um, little skits. Mm. Man, that's gonna kill me anyway. I won't drag this on, but whatever <laughs> movie I was watching, it was real recently and like within the first, within the last like week or so. And uh, the main actor was going to some class reunion, and mm-hmm. uh, they were they were there as part of that. Well, after this, he he was in a funny comedy with Ryan Reynolds called Waiting, where it's about um, working at a restaurant. Loved uh, Waiting. Loved yeah, it. that one's great. Did you ever see Accepted, where they they create like their own? on um college basically <laughs> because he, he he got kicked out yeah kind of like a, a little bit of a play on old school yeah exactly exactly he was also in uh one of the sequels for die hard so yeah i mean he really kept kind of he was on the rise after this movie yeah yeah but uh, yeah if anyone remembers what uh the movie that steven's talking about you can write in yeah i'm wondering if it was like um uh, I went and saw that movie that uh, that Sonny was telling me about. I didn't go and see it. We we watched it on uh, on demand. But that movie that Sonny was talking about with um, uh, Jennifer Aniston and um, Vince oh, oh the breakup, the breakup, the breakup. I'm wondering if it was that movie. I can't remember. Yeah, and so if you had listened to um, an episode that I, I guess on with Grown Up Rock, one of Sonny's favorite movies, which we're all shocked because he, he was like, you guys haven't seen this? I've seen it like a hundred times. Like, no, we saw it once and Steven hadn't seen it at all. But uh, check out The Breakup with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I think my my wife and I decided that that movie was meh. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I just, I don't, not a hundred times, but we, we know how Sonny is with with his movie. So it, That movie's kind of depressing, really. It is. It is. It's not like, you know, Wedding Crashers or Old School or something like that. Yeah, what, what are some of your favorite uh, Vince Vaughn movies? And Sonny hated The Godfather. What's up with that? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It was. <laughs> well, we what know anything, anything pre, what was it, 1986? He just, he blows off, you know? God dang it, that Sonny Pooney. I don't know. <laughs> we should team up and we he can have his own dodgeball team. We'll, we'll start throwing stuff at him. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite, my favorite Vince Vaughn movies, um, obviously Swingers, which is, mm. uh, I guess, I don't know if it's his first movie, but definitely his big breakthrough, right? Oh, definitely early on. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. I absolutely love the intern. Mm. I, okay. I, I know a lot of people like, I, I don't know. That movie for me has a ton of one-liners and every time that movie's on, I watch it with him and Owen Wilson. Uh, it's just, to me, it's just funny as hell. And I like that movie a lot. Uh, so that's one of the movies that I really enjoy. Um, what else? Uh, there's a ton of them. I just, I can't think of them off the top of my head. Well, not too long ago, we talked about Arthur and a remake. He was actually in the remake of Psycho. He played Norman Bates, which is kind of, you think about his most famous I, roles, you know. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I prefer him as a comedic actor, but he, he's so dry, you know, whether it be yeah. old school or he, he was in, uh, you know, he, he'd have little roles like an anchor man, like he'd appear or start skin hutch and things like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a lot like Will Ferrell in that way. Will Ferrell does, does the same thing, right? Definitely, definitely. Well, Again, this was a lot of fun. Obviously, you would recommend this. And, uh, you know, we both enjoy silly comedies. And this is the epitome of a silly comedy. Yeah, I mean, isn't isn't the idea of a movie just to escape reality? Uh, And isn't it nice not to have to overthink something and uh, dissect plot and all this other stuff? I just want to go and see something stupid and laugh. That's all. Exactly. And I also appreciate they didn't do a sequel for this film. They very easily could have done a hangover type overkill with this, and they didn't. And I think that's why Dodgeball holds up really well. Uh, Brian Davis. That Did they do a sequel? That's yet. Yet. <laughs> let me say, I'm going to look this up because I don't remember them being a sequel. But let, let there, There's not a sequel, but what I'm telling you is that Hollywood uh, loves to make sequels to everything. And if they had success somewhere, somewhere in time, somebody's going to go, you got any ideas? No, let's see. What movies did we not make a sequel to that were successful? Oh, Dodgeball. (laughs) Well, I just I did a search on on IMDb. I guess there was a TV series called Dodgeball Thunderdome. I don't know if it's correlated or not. There is a potential and according to imdb for dodgeball 2 but they don't it's set 20 years after uh don't do it but they probably will you're right you, you know i you know <laughs> they're one gonna thing, grow in it one thing you and i can count on is hollywood not being original that is definitely true that's definitely true but that's why we do damn good movie memories so we can appreciate when they were original and this is one of them exactly yeah thanks again steven appreciate it Brian davis All right, we're back, and it's impossible to dodge the dynamic duo of DJ Metal Mike Tyler and Bill Roseberry, and they're going to join me for yet another chat about a terrific comedy. Welcome back, Bill and Mike. Thanks for having us, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having us, Brian. And hey, I just want to say, is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, but it's sterile, and I like the taste. That's right. (laughs) How about you, Mike? Do you agree? Um. I concur, man. And you know what? If you can, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's right. You can do all of these wonderful things. And it was until this movie, <laughs> we I didn't know any of this existed, you know. So that leads me to my next question, which is, uh, I'll start with Mike on this one. Did you actually play dodgeball as a kid? 
Yes and no. Yes, we did play uh, dodgeball, but we played bombardment, which is similar to dodgeball. But you know, where dodgeball is like what? It, how many men's on a team? Like I know it's a certain number, sure. and then if you if you get out, but you can come back into the game. Bombardment would be like a shitload of people on one side and a shitload people on the other. And you would just throw the dodgeballs at each other, and if you caught it, the other person was out, and they didn't get to come back. It was basically like last man standing type thing. Right. Or last right. person standing type thing. I had a blast playing both of them, though. Yeah, yeah. And then how about you, Bill? Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit in um, in PE and stuff like that. But, man, it was like a long time ago. I don't remember much. I know we played at some. I know they had some adult leagues. When we were all playing softball, we had literally talked. It was after this movie came out. Mm-hmm. We talked about putting together a dodgeball team, and I think some of the guys that I played softball with actually played a few dodgeball games. My buddy Woody and my buddy Brian, um, in particular, but I uh, I never did as an adult. But yeah, we used. I remember playing at PE as a kid a little bit. Yeah. And what was great about when we grew up, all three of us, is they actually played with that hard. Hard rubber red ball. I think now it's right. almost with like Nerf balls. It's not the same. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we, yeah, exactly. I mean, we played a version. I remember in, in like summer camp where it was like you know you didn't get knocked out. You got put in quote unquote jail. And then if they threw it, you're on the other side. And then if they threw it over and you caught it and then hit the guy on the other side, then you get out of jail. I, I kind of like that version. So I don't know if you guys played. Yeah, a ball that. yeah, yeah. We used to do that. Yeah, I did that. Um, I, I remember playing it like that. Yeah. When uh, when I was growing up. Yeah. All right. So we'll go back to Bill for this one. What was your favorite non-traditional sport you played at school? Oh, man. Non-traditional sport I played at school. Yeah. So not football, basketball, baseball, nothing like that. What would what would be in the vein of dodgeball? Man, I don't know. Uh, I can't I can't really remember. I mean, I always took PE in the summertime when I was in high school, so I didn't have to dress out and do all that bullshit. So it was a little different for me. I mean, we were outside a lot. We were playing a lot of baseball and softball, maybe kickball. Yeah, that's um, yeah that would probably be my favorite would be kickball. And and we used to there was some adult kickball tournaments around here, too, that um, used to play in the summertime. That some of my buddies would play and I'd go watch. I never played as an adult, but. Yeah, I, I'd say, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, kickball would be the answer. Okay, how about you, Mike? You know, uh, kickball would be up there, but ironically enough, bombardment. I just loved mm. throwing that ball and hitting people in the fucking face with it. And, <laughs> and getting hit in return, you know? Yeah. It was like, it was just something about that, that, you know, yeah, I loved bombardment, man. Because, like I said, dodgeball's cool, and it's like... Like they're 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 cousins, really. They're very very similar. But with bombardment, man, it was just an, it was a lot more intense because there was more people. Sure. And like you didn't get to come back in the game, you were out. That was it, you know. So yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say for me too, kickball would be the answer because there were similarities to baseball rules with that. And I was obsessed with baseball when I was a kid. I mean, I played it all the time. Uh, that was my sport, and. Uh, you know, you had to run bases. You, yep. you caught the ball. I mean, it was it was lot. very similar I, I to baseball yeah. and softball. Other than you're just kicking a ball instead of exactly. hitting it with a bat. Exactly. It is basically yeah. Exactly. It's the same exact sport. It was just harder to throw a guy out. You know, with a yes. giant ball. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll go to the movie, uh, and we'll go with Bill on this one. Was this a theater movie for you when it first came out? 
Absolutely. And it's why I was stoked when you said we were doing this. Mm -hmm. It is probably the most fun I ever had going to the theater Mm. to see a movie. And and you won't have to ask Mike. I mean, you can ask him about it because he He was was with you. Yep. (laughs) We went to see this. There, There were so many of us there that we filled up two or maybe three rows in the theater. Nice. Um, in the middle of it. I mean, we all went and watched this. I'm, I'm saying like 25 people together went and watched dodgeball. And then we went to this bar where I used to DJ and we all played pool and drank afterwards and talked about it and quoted it and just absolutely loved it. Like everybody in our group um, was at, uh, at the movies to see this. And we just, we just absolutely loved it. I thought it was one of the funniest movies I'd seen in a while. I mean, you know, um, I mean, White Goodman, I mean, what a great character he was. And of <laughs> course, is, you know, Patches O'Houlihan and and even Gordon, um, you know, Stephen Root, which a, what a brilliant, uh, uh, you know, character actor. And then Alan um, uh, Tudyk, is that how you pronounce it? The guy who played Steve the Pirate. I mean, yes. I... I've been quoting Steve the pirate for years when we're out drinking or whatever, I'll go, our Steve's got to go drain the sea monster. <laughs> I say that all the time. Anytime I got to take a week. He's also great in uh, the uh, British version of death and a funeral. He's terrific. Uh, I've never yeah. seen that, but uh, Dale and Tucker versus evil. If you've okay. never seen that is a fantastic movie. That he's in. Yeah. I mean, that's a great movie. If you've never seen it, you can check that out. Yeah. So I take it, Mike, you had the same exact fun experience being there. And, and oh, yeah, absolute blast. I mean, there was like I said, there was a whole group of us, man. And what was what made it even funnier is we had a buddy at the time who was really into working out at that point in time to the point <laughs> to where he was almost obsessed with it. So he would talk about it all the time. And of course, we busted his chops and said, dude, you're fucking Ben Stiller, man. That's you, you know? And uh, yeah, yeah, we called him White Goodman forever after oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, he laughed it off, though. He'd laugh his ass off. He never seemed to mind, you know? And, and he was one of those guys that he was the guy that everybody kind of fucked with, but in a fun loving way. You sure. know, I think. You know, he and he usually was a pretty good sport about. It. I mean, he, every once in a while he'd he'd nail you, but he was always kind of like oh, oh shucks kind of guy almost. You know, so um, it kind of made him an easy target, I suppose. You know, but you know he was a good dude, and yeah, we we had a lot of laughs on that. Man. I mean, we did. We just laughed our ass off from the beginning of the film to the very <laughs> end. And yeah, Steve the Pirate. Well, that guy Alan Tudyk, great. I mean, because I'm a fan of sci-fi and fantasy, you know. So he's been in a lot. Like he's been in. Um, uh, Firefly and the movie that was the spinoff from it. Um, mm-hmm. God, I can't remember what it was now called, but you know he's been in a lot of different things. Played Mister Nobody and the villain in Doom Patrol, and mm. I think he's a fantastic actor, man. I was going to say there's another one here. Uh, you're talking about characters in this in this movie that, as a guy who's done a, called a lot of high school sporting events and everything and done a lot of color commentary. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean Pepper Brooks is. Oh. I mean. Jason Bateman was fantastic in this. You know, I, I mean, when I'm doing color, sometimes I, I, I wish I could be more. <laughs> the guy, the guys at the radio station would look at me like I was crazy, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'd love to just look at them sometimes. And be like, man, that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how this one works out. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A. Fucking A. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking A, Cotton. I wanted to say that so many times on the air for a high school football game. It's in my head. I was going to go, fucking A. Fucking A. I'd never call another game, though. 
Oh my! Oh, I know. And he's got such like that crazy hair, like the spiky hair. Oh and everything. shit! <laughs> and that look on his face is just yep. complete and utter stupidity all the time. And I, well, love I love the chemistry yeah, go ahead. between him and Gary Cole. I thought they yeah. were yeah. together. Yeah, because there's total <laughs> office space connection between Gary Cole and, of course, the actor that played uh, Milton. So, you know, right. that's so great. Yeah. So in many ways, I you know, for me, Vince Vaughn is really the straight man here. I mean, pretty much the rest yeah. of the cast gets all the laughs. So what are your favorite? And you guys kind of already mentioned it. But what are your favorite side characters, if you haven't mentioned them already? Well, obviously, Steve the Pirate's great. But I, I mean, man, Steven Root, I love him. He's great. Uh, Rip Torn steals the oh. show as Patches O'Houlihan. I mean, yeah. he, he's fantastic in it. Yeah, he's the best. Um, you know, <laughs> I get a kick out of, and of course, I mean, Justin Long, you know, I mean, it's kind sure. of funny because he, very, very good actor, very, very funny guy, but he was kind of a, kind of a dork in this, you know. And, oh, yeah. And, and also, I thought that um, Missy Pyle, is yes. Fran Stalin, Scott's <laughs> or whatever, was hilarious, man. And I didn't even realize it was her for the longest time, man, with all that makeup and stuff. But, um, you know, I mean, you realize she's like this tall, statuesque blonde, but in there yeah. she's like all fucking scary looking. And uh, and the fact that, uh, what's his name? The dork who falls in love with her. He was funny, too, man. Oh, I mean, Owen? <laughs> yeah, Owen, yeah. I mean, really, just the whole thing was great. Yeah, it's amazing what a unibrow will do to someone's look. So, Oh, my right. God, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and the Bill, she's I'm a, a really pretty and, woman. Oh, she's yes. like a model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Bill? Is it pretty much the same? It's Rip Torn. Oh, Rip Torn is my favorite. So much so. Uh, earlier this year, or I guess, well, no, it would have been around Halloween last year. I was uh, at a a Halloween beer festival, and uh, I was dressed up like Bob Ross. And uh, <laughs> we would go around. I mean, that, the, the, we, we were going around and all of the beer vendors were dressed up in different costumes. And we get to vote on who our favorite, you know, vendors were in their costumes there. And there's a guy sitting there. I walk up and he's sitting there in a wheelchair and he's got his, you know, like aviator jacket on and a, you know, Long, long wig, long hair wig, and he's got a bag of riches sitting in front of him. <laughs> and, and obviously, you know who it is. And then everybody else that's serving the beer is in average Joe's jerseys, you know. <laughs> and I just walked up to get a beer, and here I am dressed like Bob Ross. And I looked at him and I said, Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? <laughs> no, but it's sterile, and I like the taste. And he started laughing and he looked at me and he goes, Fucking thank God, because you're the first person who knew who I was. He goes, that Forrest Gump guy over there came over and started calling me Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> and so so uh, I ended up, I said, dude, I said, I absolutely love Patches O'Houlihan. I love Dodgeball. So when we voted for who uh, who the best, best ones were, I voted for them. And I started getting different people in our group to vote for them too because they mm -hmm. i mean i just thought it was so cool that they were dressed like that but yeah he he had a big old bag of wrenches sitting next to him and uh, <laughs> he wasn't even serving beer he was just sitting there in the wheelchair it yeah great well it's crazy because as as great as uh, you know the character actors it almost overshadows ben stiller who was awesome in this movie oh he was great absolutely and, and played and a character unlike himself you know like, right. right totally right. different and, and one thing about this is uh 
which I always thought was a, was a cool dynamic in it is, you know, here him and Christine Taylor are married in real life. And they've been together for a long time at this point. And the way their chemistry was, you would not think, I mean, she acted like she was totally disgusted by him. I mean, you know, that one time she like said, Oh, just threw up in my mouth a little bit. You know, it was, (laughs) I mean, I thought that they did a great job of, you would never know that they were a real life husband and wife. The way way they pulled that off of their performances. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's another thing. Like Vince Vaughn, you almost forget about Christine Taylor. So, I mean, were you guys perf- you know happy with her performance? How about you, Mike? Oh, yeah. I think I always liked Christine Taylor. And, uh, you know, yeah, I thought she was great in it. Um, and especially, like, at the very end. And we watched the uncut version, which had yeah. some scenes in it that were a little different, man. Um, yeah. Where you find out, you know, because they're always joking about her being gay and a dyke and a right. lesbian. And then you, she's like, uh, I'm bisexual. Right. <laughs> and then right. she grabs both uh, Vince and, uh, you know, the girl. And yeah, right. very, very funny. Like I said, man, this to me is like almost, a, it really is a flawless comedy. Find much flaws in it at all. It's, they just don't make them like this anymore, really. You know? I don't mean to sound like no. an old timer, but it's the truth. They can't. Yeah, this movie's not even that old. old. No, it's not. It's like with a. It's the, not. It's not it's even twenty the years old era. yet. I know, but it's like right when a certain time period. Now it's like they're too self-aware and they're too worried about offending everyone, and that's the problem. That's why people go back to these. I, I'll call it. Dodgeball is a classic at this point. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, it is. It is. I think that that unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I don't saw, see how these. Uh, stand-up comedians take it i've been listening to this interesting yeah. podcast now i'm going to go back and and listen to it from the first episode you, you might have heard of it brian uh mm-hmm. it's called fly on the wall with dana carvey and david spade oh and okay it's them talking about all their experiences when they were on saturday night live which for my mm-hmm. money i put it that generation of snl right up there with the classic one i think that i mean when you look at all the people that were on that show during that era and how they all went on to do bigger and better things man and of course the episodes i've been listening to is they were doing a tribute to chris farley because it had been 25 years they had passed when they had um taped these episodes so i've been listening to it and it's just i'm going to go back and listen to the other ones because it's just really cool to hear all the behind the scenes minutiae things that were going on you know, and just the camaraderie they had and everything. And they talk about it like, you know, I mean, some of them are still going on tour doing their thing. But I'm like, how? Right. I mean, right. I don't because, you know, I'm I'm I, fuck the Twitter mob. OK, I'll tell them to go. Totally. Suck I don't care. Totally. You know, you get a <laughs> go go cry in your pillow, you little bitch. You know, right. I don't really care. <laughs> like if you can't if you can't handle a joke, then fuck. I, I, I I'm sorry about you, man. You know, it's like. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to get off on a, a meltdown. No, but team, you're right. Even though I know you love like those, you, Brian. But uh, <laughs> there's a time and place for them. And um, well, no, yeah, but, but you're yeah, right. If you can't handle a joke, you can't handle a movie, just go live in a bubble and don't bother everyone else because the rest right. of us can. So why ruin right. it for everyone else? So exactly. I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up with I want you guys to come up. If you were going to start your own dodgeball team, what name would you use? And for I don't know if you guys oh, know. Wow. I paused the movie because it goes by real quick, but the team names that they give during the little bracket scene are hilarious. So you have yeah, the, the Moose Knuckles. 
The moose knuckles, the clown punchers, the mulchers, yeah. the she mullets, the wedgies, lumberjacks, yetis, and the pouncers. Uh, so, okay, Bill, if you if you can come up, I know I put you guys on the spot, but what would be your team name? Oh, I was gonna say, don't forget about the skills that kills too. True, yeah, true. They ended up playing them, but uh, wow. Right. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll borrow from uh, my buddy who named their volley volleyball team this because I think. Okay. We'll go with the uh, the Foo King dodgeball team, the Foo King Perfect. dodgeball team. So my Perfect. buddy named a, a a rec volleyball team. My buddy Ronnie went in and he named uh, all our friends. They had a rec volleyball team. He named them the Foo King or the Foo King volleyball team. And they and they looked at him kind of weird. He goes, "Well, we're all big fans of the Foo Fighters." Ah. And the girl said, "Oh, okay." And she wrote it down. So it was F O O. And then separate word, K-I-N-G, volleyball team, the Fuking volleyball team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I so, like yeah, it. How, we'll about, go with that. how about you, Mike? What would you call your dodgeball team? <sighs> That's a good question. I thought about woke busters just because, you like, you know, um, yeah, the woke busters uh, dodgeball <laughs> team or woke busting or fucking spineless pussy crushers or whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, grow a fucking spine, you fucking pussies. Uh, yeah, that's that's the logo. Okay. Yeah, yeah there you go, Ball, man. I, balls you know, in your face. That should be yeah, the name I, of your team. Yeah, but I think balls, balls in your face. You know what? The tea baggers. There you go. The <laughs> Well, we could borrow from uh, Steel Panther. We could just call it balls out. I think that would be there good. You one. Go. Balls yeah. out. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Hey, yep. hey one the, other thing the I want to be the full force dodgeball league. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Bill. One of the other one of the other things I wanted to bring up too, Brian, before we go is sure. we didn't really talk about the amount of just cameos in here. You know, oh, from yeah. Chuck Norris to David Hasselhoff William to Shatner. William Shatner to mm-hmm. to Lance Armstrong, and I know what Lance Armstrong is now <laughs> to everybody, but at that time, that scene, I mean, I was freaking dying. You know. I thought about giving up once when I had brain, lung, and testicular cancer, <laughs> but I went on to win the Tour de France seven times in a row. I'm sure you've got a good reason for giving up, though, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it was fantastic. They're just those little cameos. David Hasselhoff with the German team. Oh, I mean, that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, best. that was great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just love that stuff, too. Speaking of Lance Armstrong, I I just came up with my dodgeball team name. It's gonna be Roid Rage. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, good times. Good times. Oh yeah, yeah. That's great the name movie. of our great. league, the Full Force Dodgeball. Full team. I like it. Well, coming to a town near you, um, and of course, coming to any of your speakers, you can listen to the Metal Mike Show every Friday night starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, you can always hear Bill alongside of him, and they talk about all sorts of fun things. Metal Mike, I w- for sure will have a meltdown about whatever he wants. It might be about dodgeball names. You just never know. So, again, as always, thank you guys so much. No problem, Brian. Thanks for having us, brother. <laughs> no problem. If you are ever in the San Francisco Bay Area and still love collecting or renting DVDs or VHS tapes, come check out Captain Video and San Mateo at 2837 South El Camino Real. Captain Video is open six days a week, 
and closed on Wednesday. And one of the last traditional video stores still running in the United States. New movies you can rent for $2.99 a day. Old movies you can rent for $2.99 for five days. And if renting isn't your thing, you can also purchase anything you find in the store. Be sure to tell Ira that you heard about Captain Video from the Damn Good Movie Memories podcast. Happy renting and happy collecting at Captain Video. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.